Today, we are going to rank the top 24 rookies in Dynasty post-draft. So we're going to update our rankings from the pre-draft. We're going to see how these rookie drafts are sorting out. But this is going to be our personal rankings. So again, if you disagree, that's fine. You're just as likely to be right about this as we are. We are not claiming to be experts. We understand that people are going to have different opinions. This is just the order of players that we like. We, yes. And we are not NFL scouts, and we know that. And we know Steve Smith drafted Jonathan Mingo. So even though we hate him, I, Steve Smith is not an NFL G. I mean, he was a good wide receiver, but I don't know if he's a good evaluator of talent. So don't be a freaking jerk in the comments. And let's just, we're going to tell you who we like, and it's going to be fun. Make sure you like the video, yep. and make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We've got content like this, rookie content coming out all summer. All summer. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a great offseason. We're going to help you get better with your Dynasty team, so make sure you're subscribed, and make sure you head over to our Locals page. You can support us there. It's where all of our exclusive content is, and we're going to rank these rookies in the S tier. We told you. Bijan. And? And AR. Anthony Richardson and he deserves to be there. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go. Yeah, let's go. Interesting. And and look, Eat uh, it. <laughs> I know I. <laughs> yeah, we're really good. When we we're really humble. Uh, we're right about yeah. I know there are going to be people that still don't good. like Anthony Richardson there with Bijan. Look, I am doing you the justice of even putting Bijan in front of him because Bijan is just that safe. Bijan was the prospect. He was he had the profile. He he got top eight draft capital guys there's not been a safer running back prospect than Bijan robinson since probably saquon since saquon so yeah. let's not act like it's Bijan is legit yeah. so let's talk about anthony richardson then and i have gotten into this discussion with people on twitter about how they're ranking strong you know, stroud and young because they're so much safer and you're not analyzing risk when you yeah i understand the risk with ar and look i will say this in a startup draft that we are doing anthony richardson went at the one two turn that is going to be too high for my liking there has to be some risk baked into this price and if he's already going at the one two turn like i mean what he's being drafted too close to his ceiling and there are too many question marks for me to be comfortable with that but when you're talking about rookie drafts we are going to take the chance on anthony richardson and we're taking him at the 102 every single time Every single time. And and so far in our rookie drafts, I don't know if I've seen a rookie draft where he hasn't gone one or two. And you can say, oh, well, in this league, by the, he went in the 104 and we play all the time and blah, blah. Look, we've, we are each in a lot of leagues and decent leagues. They're good. We have play with good players. And Anthony Richardson is the consensus 102. So because these guys are locked in at their positions, Anthony Richardson is in the same tier as B. John Robinson. And Anthony Richardson, again, a guy made in a lab to score fantasy points. He has he is the most athletic QB prospect of all time. He's going to the best landing spot in the top five. He's going with the best QB development coach in the top five. Him and Frank Reich are tied. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what else you want. I don't. I, the upside here is crazy. Look, I mean, Anthony Richardson can come out and lay an egg next year and pass uh, like crap and still rush his way to being a top 12 fantasy QB. Yeah. And, and so that, if you're scared, sell him in. Yeah. And that really is the positive with Anthony Richardson and why so many people are being very, very bold in drafting him so early in startups is like he could literally be the 30th best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and or he could be the first maintain his value. Wow. Be, because of because of how bad yeah because of how bad 
from an NFL perspective, Justin Fields was last year, and he like skyrocketed in value because he did so well in fantasy. So I get that with Anthony Richardson. Again, though, like I mean, goodness, coming out of college, he is even an, an even worse Not. passer. Completion but he, but he had wise, higher, he has higher, he has draft, higher capital. draft capital. So I understand why so many people are very excited about taking him high. I get that. Again, it, it, there's just going to be a trade off there because a lot of people are passing up on proven quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray that have the guaranteed long term deals. Yeah, uh, you need to be careful there for sure. You have a quarterback. This is coming from like know. diehard Colts fans too. I, he is so, literally our favorite player now. We love him. Yeah, there will be a jersey up we, here We so. are pumped. We're, when yeah. his jersey gets here, it's going right there. You know, it's going to be AR5. I know, I love it. I love it. It's kind so, of Barbara's not 15. Uh, again, but <laughs> I know, I know. Again, we're going to be a little bit more conservative, but you're going to get a lot of AR propaganda from this channel. All right, moving down to the next tier now, we are going to have Stroud, Young, JSN, and Gibbs, and we're going to rank them in that order. So we are still going to take yeah. CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young obviously going to a situation in Carolina where Jonathan Mingo is going to be his wide receiver one, which is no. Thielen will be the wide receiver one. Yeah, I, yeah, Thielen yeah. is much better. Yeah. And I, Thielen is much better. Yeah, and I know yeah. Simon disagrees with us here. He said he would still take Bryce Young over Stroud, which honestly, look, it's a, it's still... Same tier. Who cares? It's a 50-50. We just like Stroud more. Same tier. I just like Stroud's rushing upside in a situation that is slightly more ideal slightly, currently. Slightly less horrible. Uh, slightly less horrible, I guess, than what's going on in Carolina. And no, Jonathan Mingo does not help Bryce Young's situation. But, it's still the same wide But Young has room, a better so. situation coaching-wise, too. So there's also that. I mean, uh, Reich could. We, we don't know what D'Amico Ryan's. Yet. He's never yeah, been. But a he's head not going to be a quarterback development coach like Reich is. Reich's good with quarterbacks. Right. So you. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said Stroud was in a better situation than Young. No, no, no. I'm saying. I'm saying Young it has a better coaching situation. Yes, so you could yes. make that argument. I as well. thought you said Stroud. Don't split you, hairs. Yeah. We are yeah. just. We're taking Stroud. Pick Young. Young's been going mostly at the 103. So yeah. Young and Stroud. You know these guys. Safe prospects. They're both very good. Young is really, really safe. I think he he. Um, you know, the, the question marks is size. Stroud really doesn't have any question marks other than his S2 score, which, yeah, we didn't back off of our ranking of Stroud. And we, I put, I told you, I put uh, 20, I put 20 bucks on him going 102 and I won 150. So you, y'all, you could have lost it in a hurry though, man. It could have been Will Anderson and Stroud and that yeah, would have sucked. Oh, that would have sucked. That would have super Not, sucked. It wasn't though. Yeah. To bold, bold move by the Texans. Then we got JSN, who we are going to put over Jameer Gibbs. I think a lot of people are shorting JSN right now because of his landing spot. We've got a video coming about, out about this that this week. Um, but we still, we I can't in good faith, although Gibbs is a top five running back, I think JSN is still a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. And right now, I think a lot of people, again, are shorting him because of his landing spot because he slid down to 20. And in reality, I found myself in this position. I couldn't, I just couldn't pass on JSN. I can't. The value is going to be completely insulated. There are going to be very little question marks, honestly. I mean, he's played with an elite receiving core before. JSN is going to be our pick there. And then Gibbs is obviously the next guy. Yeah, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is going into an offense that, uh, I, I mean, really, uh, DeAndre Swift, from an efficiency standpoint, was awesome. I, I mean, he was really, really good for, for the snap share percentage that he got, which was horrible and Detroit goes out of their way to trade away DeAndre Swift and draft Jameer Gibbs 12th overall I'm sorry so if you're so, fan, so really I, I I know if you're upset about that whatever but from a fantasy perspective you got to be thinking okay so they gave up one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL from a snap share perspective uh, translating into fantasy points and they're going to get a guy that has the same skill set less injury concerns 
and insanely high draft capital. That means Jameer Gibbs, we're, we're going to go out on a limb here and say Jameer Gibbs, he has the upside to be that efficient and he will get more snap share than DeAndre yes. Swift did. Yes, he he will. will. And that that is... That's the uh, people who say that he's going to get the swift treatment. That's a stupid argument. It's a did recipe you, did, for an elite running. Did back. you see the reaction when he dra- they drafted him at 12 and the fact that they spent a top 12 pick on him? He's going to get as much as he can handle. If he gets above 50% snap share, he's going to be so efficient that it's going to be crazy. Yeah, he, absolutely. I mean, which is hilarious because there were a lot of people that were shorting Gibbs. Uh, all right. Next year, uh, Quentin Johnson. We're putting him at the front of this tier for an obvious reason. He's playing with Justin Herbert and honestly, he has the potential I'm not saying he's his guaranteed. He has the potential to be the wide receiver one in, in, in Los Angeles. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have both struggled with injury on and off for the last two seasons. Keenan Allen's hamstrings are dying. Mike Williams, it seems like every time he's healthy, his ankle just poops out. And so with that, Quentin Johnson, a guy that is bigger, plays small, runs small after the catch, very athletic for his size. I like this. I, I think they're going to be able to push it down the field a little bit more. I think Quentin Johnson is going to be a big part of that. Um, and I think we're don't under don't underestimate Quentin Johnson's ability after the catch either. Um, he's in a great situation and he's primed to produce pretty early in his career. And then we've got Jordan Addison after that. Yeah, with Jordan Addison, he's going to be the safest of the guys in this tier. He's playing behind uh, TJ Hawkinson and the GOAT Justin Jefferson. Goat. Uh, he's you know clearly f- going to be filling the role that's. Adam Thielen left vacant when he went to the Carolina Panthers. So that is that's a productive role. Look what Thielen did with Justin Jefferson for the first three seasons when he wasn't injured, and that was a very, very consistent, very reliable wide receiver. And now you're getting that in the younger version of Jordan Addison, who I think his upside is even higher than that. And Kirk Cousins can support it. I know Kirk Cousins has his, you know, you you can have your own concerns with him from an NFL perspective. Looks like he's going to be in Minnesota for the foreseeable future. And I think while he's there, you got to be feeling good about Addison. He's going to deliver, and he is as NFL-ready as you're going to get from the wide receiver position in this rookie class. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got Zay Flowers. And Zay Flowers is definitely getting the short end of the stick here because I – and actually, I don't know why. I think I think people are worried about Zay Flowers from a Baltimore receiver perspective. I'm not confident that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to take a huge chunk of his production. Um, but you have to understand that Baltimore is likely to throw 500-plus passing attempts – yeah, year. yeah. I also, I honestly wonder how many people actually know that Greg Roman is no longer the offensive coordinator in Baltimore, and he was the one that ran the offense. Okay, it wasn't Harbaugh, and guys, it, it, the offense. Lamar is still Lamar. Okay, so he's still going to have now, rushing though. upside. He's now paid. He struggled with injury the last couple of years, so I don't think they're going to just flippantly run him as much as they used to, especially like Greg Roman did specifically. And I think there's just. Lamar's a good passer. There's yep. going to be more volume to go around there. And it's not like there wasn't volume to go around to begin with. While Lamar was healthy at the beginning of the year last year, dude, uh, he was balling out and throwing 35 plus passes per game. And he was on track to be a top three quarterback easily in fantasy. Yeah. So Zay Flowers, I think, is going to do fine in Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got a teardrop. And this is. The- a pretty substantial tier tier drop here, honestly. But uh, we're gonna put Will Levis at the top of this tier mainly because we're drafting in super flex leagues. If you're not drafting in a super flex league, obviously he moves way down the list. But with Will Levis, I mean, you're talking about comparing him against Dalton Kincaid, who is a first year tight end who has a great landing spot, and we have them in the same tier. Zach Charbonnet, who's going to a team that already has a 
cemented running back one. Like, I do not understand why they drafted him at all, and I'll get to that in a minute. But, I mean, and then you're talking about Michael Mayer, Kendrick Miller, Vaughn A-Chain. So, in a super flex league, I mean, the Titans definitely did not trade up to get Will Levis for to have him sit. Even though Mike Vrabel says, oh, he's the quarterback three. Like, he, Mike Vrabel's just blowing smoke up people's butt half the time. I mean, he they know good and well that they went up to draft Will Levis to have him start, which honestly, do I believe in Will Levis and like him? No, but I'm drafting based on value here. And honestly, Will Levis will be the starter in Tennessee sometime next year. I don't maybe it will be at the start of the year. I don't know. I mean, you really don't think he can beat Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis out in camp because I definitely think he can and I know he thinks he can because he's really confident in himself too. Yeah. But you know, with knowing the Titans, do I think it's going to work out long term? The Titans are just a kind of a dumpster fire organization that they don't really deserve <laughs> to have a football team. So no, I don't think it's going to work out. But Shots fired. Yeah, I. Think yeah, yeah. Uh, one of, one of the biggest uh, non rookie winners of this NFL draft in, in 2023 is going to be Traylon Burks. So uh, Levis can absolutely support some high volume passing in Tennessee, which we have not seen for years and years and years. So Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, we are so hype about this guy. I mean, we uh, called our shot. We said Kincaid is greater than Michael Mayer, and I actually said that first, and you went with me, and you thought it. Yeah, and he gets the best landing spot possible. Uh, The whole Dawson Knox stuff comes full circle. Kincaid gets first-round draft capital. Gabe Davis is not what people thought he could be which we also called and Kincaid is going to get plenty of target share, plenty of volume. I think right off the bat, I think he's ready to go. I think he's going to be a nice red zone threat for Josh Allen. And honestly, from from the tight end position in a bare tight end landscape, the sky's the limit for this guy in a class that is incredibly deep with a ton of talent and a lot of second round tight ends that went, I I mean, so many second and third round tight ends. It speaks volumes to Kincaid's ability that the Bills took him first round over all those other tight ends. And I I think he's going to ball out in Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. A guy that should be higher on this list because he was a running back that got second round draft capital, but the team that took him already has a running back. Why did Pete Carroll take a running back? Why did he have to ruin the potential value of one of my favorite dynasty rookies? Yeah, Ever. in in the clear obvious Ever. answer, clear obvious answer is is this is a this is just an example, another example that the NFL doesn't care about your fantasy team, and if they find a weapon in the second round that's going to complement the rest of their team and their offense, they're going to take their shot. And I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, Rashad Rashad Penny paired with Chris Carson. That's what they always wanted, and they never got it because Rashad Penny kept getting injured, and that's why they wanted Rashad Penny to be paired with Kenneth Walker last year. And of course, it didn't work out because they were injured and now it's like they actually have an opportunity to do what they've always wanted to do and we've never been able to see it so I think from an NFL perspective it'll be really fun to see what the offense in Seattle can do from a fantasy perspective I, I mean you got to think thumbs down sucks uh, uh, for sure from yeah. from our the the ceiling that we thought Charbonnet was going to have in a running back one role but I I mean I'm we're, we're kind of left hanging here going into the season I am. and at this point 
this is really where you've got to primarily trust the draft capital and that he's going to maintain his value throughout his rookie contract and maybe he'll end up landing in a better situation or something. I I don't know, something crazy will happen. The the running back position is so volatile, you never really know. So at the end of the first here, I do still think this is a fine value for Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, it's gross. It, It really, really is. But there is very little excuse to let him fall further than the 112. Yeah, it's it's depressing. Definitely I'm depressed. Not behind yeah, aging. Let's let's talk. Oh my gosh, let's talk about the next year, which has uh, Michael Mayer. And at first, I'll let you talk about Michael Mayer, uh, and then Kadir yeah, Miller. My, Michael Mayer is replacing Darren Waller, who was hyper productive in Vegas. Yes, it's a different uh, coaching staff than when Waller was really doing a great job there with Derek Carr for uh, for a couple years. I think Michael Mayer is. You know, he had a bit of a fall from grace from where he was going into here. I mean, he was getting top 15 NFL draft capital buzz, and he ends up falling into, you know, later into the second. And I I think his fantasy upside long term is still going to be roughly the same uh, as what I predicted going into the NFL draft. I think, you know, do do I think he has elite upside? I I mean, maybe, but there's not much outside of Devontae Adams, who, you know, he he takes 33% of the target share in that offense. It's Jacoby Myers, and then it's Michael Mayer. So he really finds himself in a nice situation, and it's definitely notable what George Kittle did with Jimmy Garoppolo for multiple years, and, and Garoppolo likes throwing to tight ends because... He's a mid quarterback and and he makes the right throws and he lets his weapons around him do do what they do after the catch. So I think Michael Mayer is in a very, very nice position, a very safe pick overall. He's going to maintain his value. Yeah. And then uh, Kendra Miller, Kendra Miller, obviously going to the Saints early third round capital. So he gets day two capital and he's the first of some of these running backs to go, which is a good sign. I think the Saints have big plans for him. I think Alvin Kamara, while they're not actively looking to just run him off right away, I think, you know, everybody's pretty well aware that he's not going to last there forever. Obviously, he has legal issues as well. Uh, So with that and Jamal Williams being there, I think Kendra Miller is going to have a role there. I think that he's going to have a lot of opportunity potentially if if Kamara gets suspended. Uh, So he's somebody that I'm definitely interested in taking uh, in the first part of the second round of these drafts. And look, there's going to be the argument, and I've seen on Twitter all the polls, Miller versus A-Chain. Which one? Which one? Uh, We'll tell you why we're taking Miller here in a second, but but with Miller, obviously, it's about the opportunity. It's about the draft capital he got, uh, and it's about the potential scheme that he's walking into where he could get a lot of production. So, And then Devon A-Chain is going to finish out this tier. Yeah, Devon A-Chain goes to the Dolphins. Best possible landing spot. Best possible draft capital, honestly. We'll take our L here from a draft capital standpoint. We thought he wasn't going to get any better than fourth round draft capital. We really wanted him to go to the Colts to be paired with Jonathan Taylor. I didn't happen i honestly thought the dolphins kind of reached on him but hey if they fit if he fits the scheme that mike mcdaniel wants to do down there in miami then you know all, all power to you that that's just another weapon that they can add to that already dynamic offense with him the, he really shouldn't be going any higher than this guys please do not take him late first over a guy that has second round draft capital in Zach Charbonnet, first round draft capital in elite upside in Dalton Kincaid and literally a starting quarterback in a super flex league. Devon A-Chain does not belong in that tier. He does not. He does not have bell cow workload. He is too small. Yes, he's fast. Yes, he has PPR ability. He's going to get some volume in that offense, hopefully, 
but he's a gadget guy. And from an NFL perspective, that can be priceless. In fantasy, that doesn't always mean everything. I do really like his value in the early to mid second, especially Mm -hmm. since he's got one of the best landing spots in the second round of all these guys. So that's fine there. But again, earlier, please, please, please don't do that. I mean, why are we why are we putting all of our chips in on a sub one ninety back? We we know the hit rates for this, and everybody wants yeah. to inflate him because of the landing spot. And number one, we've learned our lesson with that in terms of running backs before. Yeah. But honestly, Devon A chain, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get what eight to ten touches a game probably. Not gonna get a ton of red zone work. He's not super extraordinary in the passing game as well. So, realistically, how many points a game do we expect Devon A chain to score? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I, he could have a pretty freaking low floor here, guys. Yeah, and one of the biggest comps as always, and I still feel like it's going to be Jameer Gibbs. Whoa, why are you putting all your chips in for Jameer Gibbs and you're because, not for A-Chain? Because Jameer Gibbs got top 15 draft capital, guys, and he was replacing DeAndre Swift. The Lions intentionally did that. A-Chain is just a better version of whoever's in that backfield already, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and he's going to get this. That's this, flexible. He's going to get That's a similar flexible alert, he's, again, he's not, Like Nathan said, he's not a workhorse back. Let's fly through these guys real quick. Nathan, I'll let you talk yeah. about Marvin Mims and Caesar baby. Uh, Marvin Mims is my baby. He is the last receiver here that got late second round draft capital going to the Broncos. I think that offense is going to look a lot different with a way better coach in Sean Payton who's going to make a lot of changes. They tried to get Jerry Judy off their hands. They couldn't, so they picked up his fifth year option. I think that means Cortland Sutton's going to be out the door after this year, and that really opens up the door for Marvin Mims to walk into and and really have a, a nice career there in Denver, at least an early career where he can you know make some noise in the slot and get some volume. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Downs is the next guy. Josh Downs walks into Indianapolis, and I project that he's going to be the wide receiver two there. We love Alec Pierce, but the way that Josh Downs' game complements Michael Pittman is too good to ignore. And people who are saying that Josh Downs takes away from Michael Pittman are delusional. They play completely separate games. They're completely different types of receivers, and they need them both. The Colts have long needed a slot receiver that is a little bit speedier, that can work the middle of the field, um, and now they have that. And in between Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman on the sidelines and Josh Downs working the slot, I think they've got a viable receiver core there. I think he's going to help Anthony Richardson out a lot. I think the Colts are going to continue to pass the ball. And although yeah. Josh Downs slid further than I would have liked them to like them to now I can get him mid second late second and I'm taking more of a just shot in the dark on him again. We start to get to dark third territory here, but I like his I like his landing spot a lot and I think he's going to fit very well in that offense. Roshan Johnson. Uh, we really like Roshan, Roshan Johnson from an immediate contender value fantasy perspective. He's got fourth round draft capital, not ideal, but hey, I mean, he's not going to go any higher in the NFL draft when he's playing behind Bijan Robinson for you know the entirety of his relevant career in Texas. I, I think he offers a lot in, uh, to the table for the Bears offense going into this year while Justin Fields still develops as a passer. And really, we hope for him personally that he does improve as a passer and has a su- successful career. But for now, I mean, they've got to fill the hole that David Montgomery left when he went to Detroit. And honestly, I think Roshan Johnson could be just as good, if not better than David Montgomery turned out to be while he was in Chicago. Khalil Herbert has six-round draft capital going into his third year. He's not going to take the workload there. It's going to be Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert is going to continue to be that complimentary back in that offense. Really excited to see what Roshan can do there, though. Yeah, then we've got Rasheed Rice, and obviously he goes over to Kansas City in the late second round. So great landing spot and pretty good draft capital as well. And so you might be asking nice. why you know we're, we, we just personally are as high on Rasheed Rice. And again, I think people want to inflate Rasheed Rice because of his landing spot and for 
us, we're just going to we're going to inflate him for his draft capital. He got higher draft capital than we expected, and then we're not going to inflate him anymore. So we didn't even have him in our top 24. We've moved him all the way up to 19. Okay, that's going to be good enough for us. You know, going to Kansas City, number one, Travis Kelsey is going to get the large majority of those targets. Number two, every single week, it's somebody different. Mahomes says it himself, but you see it. Andy Reid is very good about getting people involved. You have Kadarius Tony there. Uh, you have Jarek McKinnon just resigned there today, and he is going to, again, be very involved uh, in that offense. You've still got Sky Moore, who could still develop into being something, and they, he got used a little bit in the playoffs last year. So, Again, it's going to be somebody different every week for Kansas City, and I'm not willing to move him way up these rankings because he's going and playing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to make any wide receiver good, and I understand that, but because of that, it sometimes allows those receivers to lack consistency, and we're going to not expect things out of him just like we shouldn't have and and in hindsight expected yeah. of Sky Moore. Juju's a better wide receiver than Rasheed Rice is and Rasheed Rice was drafted to fill those shoes. So yep. I wouldn't be expecting a ton from him really right off the bat. I'll I'll double up here. I'll, right. I'll take Laporta. Um, so Laporta is kind of a my guy now. I've, I've had to choose new my guys because Seattle took the one of them uh, and then our division rival took Stroud and I did get I did get Josh Downs on my favorite team, so that's a good nice, one. But nice. he got third round draft capital, so I'm kind of ticked about that. <laughs> but uh, with Laporta, there's going to be an immediate opportunity for him to produce there because of the Jamison Williams suspension. Uh, he's a guy that ran a four five nine forty. He's super athletic. He's very versatile. He's a good route runner. He's got great hands. Uh, he has potential to be a very good playmaker in the NFL, if not short term on a on a points per game basis, more long term. And because of where he's going in the late second, early third of startup drafts, I mean, we put him one tier behind Michael Mayer. Personally, when I'm ranking rookie tight ends, I put them in the same tier. He got the second highest draft capital of all the tight ends, so he makes for a pretty good pick, and he's going to round out the tier for us and then I'll let you cover the first two guys here and that is uh, Jaden Reed and uh, yeah, Jonathan Mingo. I'll take the whole tier here Go so yep. Reed and Mingo both have second round draft capital yes they're lower in our rankings because they have a ton of question marks going, going with them they were drafted I personally think to be the wide receiver twos in their own offense maybe with the exception of I, I guess Jaden Reed he'll be the slot receiver he could be you know playing the wide receiver one position. That doesn't mean he's going to be the wide receiver one that dude off in, in Green Bay, but you know, <laughs> it, he's, he's got the slot receiver role there with Mingo. I think he's more of a field stretcher and they're both older. Like they're, they're both old. So I, we just have too many questions right now I just, I just don't and, like him. and we don't like him. So uh, with Hennon hooker, he's got third round draft capital early third, the lions traded up to get him. And honestly, he's of all the third round QBs that have gone in recent years. Hooker is probably going to be the most intriguing for us because of Jared Goff's situation in Detroit and how really it's the weapons around him that make yeah. that offense good. Not necessarily Jared Goff and hooker has all of the tools that Jared Goff has, and maybe even a little more rushing upside. So that's something to and keep Goff's, an eye on. And, and it's worth capable. a shot. Goff's capable, yeah, it's, but it's he projects as like a more athletic golf. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, interesting tier there. And then our last one, uh, we're going to do Ty J Spears. Ty J Spears obviously going over to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, don't expect him to have a huge role, if, even for the next three years. I'm, I, I'm of the opinion that Derrick Henry is a uh, an alien, and he is going to continue to produce and continue to dominate. So And um, never not haunt the Colts. Right, so, so I, don't, I just can't, yeah. I just can't rank Tajay that high. Tank Bigsby, I think a lot of people are thinking, thinking Tank's going to take away a lot from ES, or ETN. Don't forget, ETN's a PPR back. Tank's probably going to get 
I don't know. I don't. I don't see him being very involved this year. I do see Doug Peterson using both of them, uh, but not enough, you know, for us to move. They're on. noteworthy and, though. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Hyatt got lower draft capital, like we kind of suspected he would. Uh, we had seen some mock drafts where he was going, you know, first round, and we had to adjust our mocks because of that. But because he doesn't get that draft capital, we can we are safe to move him down. Um, and honestly, with Jalen Hyatt, I don't see him being the wide receiver one on that team next year, and. Um, I'm not super. It's probably gonna be one though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not super amped about that, but we'll see with Jalen Hyatt. That is a wide open wide receiver room, so I guess that anything could happen. Yeah. Uh, that's is that it. Is that yep. it? Yep. Did that's I have it for us. Oh, I thought there was one more. No, read. Read. We had. Reed oh, we had it on there twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's gonna round it out. That's actually 26 guys, not 24, but our title will say 24 because it's a nice even multiple of 12, and that's what gets people's attention. So <laughs> let us know what you think kindly, because again, you're not gonna agree with everything we say. We don't like Mingo. Mingo got some of the best draft capital here, yeah. and that's just because we just don't like him. And honestly, we think Carolina reached for him, and we're just taking our shot. So we're gonna call our shots. Call yours. Let us know where you agree, where you disagree. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've got rookie content like this coming out all off season long and it's going to get even busier here so make sure you're subscribed we really appreciate you guys watching thanks for joining us and we'll see you later